This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. And away we go, getting you set for another action-packed weekend. We are the Odds Couple, presented, as always, by PropSwap. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you. we got a full hour to have fun, talk sports and sports gambling. Randy Merkin on the other side of the glass. Mikey, always good to talk, buddy. It's time to do it again. Oh, Carm, it's great. I had some uh, time off last week. Randy stepped in, did a great job. Uh, hello to everybody out there. A tough week this week. I just want to extend the odds couple's <laughs> condolences on uh, what happened in uh, Highland Park. And, oh, uh, well, I, and I, you know, I know a lot of those people up there. In fact, I used to... Uh, more than once, drink up in Highwood uh, mm-hmm. w- at the Nightingale with Ditka. Uh, I know some people from uh, Highland Park, and uh, our condolences are with them. And uh, you just got to keep your head on the swivel. Hundred percent, right? Yeah. It's absolutely. scary. It's sad. Absolutely. Yep. So we're here, and we're here to absolutely try to make uh, you forget and try to win some money. Last week, I was three and zero, six and zero the last two weeks. Oh my God. Oh yeah, but, and my favorite is Arizona. I had the over Arizona uh, last week. I love it. And they played the Cardinals, and they score one in the ninth. The over was 11. The final score, 9-3. And <laughs> just, it, everything's falling into You place. couldn't have drawn it up more perfectly, Mike. It, it's <laughs> beautiful. And the week before, the same thing happened. Right. They scored five. Yeah. The bonus pick That's I won nice. uh, uh, with, uh, with uh, Adam and Jesse last week also. So we're rolling right now. Randy hit a little bit. He, he, Randy's been picking the Saturday games. He got screwed with a run scored against him, I believe, in the ninth inning. Uh, and, his, and then the Dow withdrew. I, I picked then the Dow the wrong And the Dow for a future. Yeah. Oh. And uh, I think the Dow said, let's keep this thing going with Randy. I'm, re- yeah, I'm, re- right. I, I'm, I'm jumping out, which which definitely hurts. Tennis. What happened? No, no, Dow got hurt. Is that why you yeah, had to get a core yeah. injury? And, oh, uh, yeah, he finished off the match against. Uh, Fitz, whatever his name is, Fitz, right. and then he uh, he couldn't go anymore. So and he, basically, you know what? I'll be the first to tell you. I mean, I go back to the day when I knew every tennis player. They started naming the guys after Nadal, and I'm just, you know, I'm looking around. That's Djokovic, that. Besides Djokovic yes. and Nadal, I honestly don't know if uh, I can uh, name uh, one. Uh, Fritz, they have this other guy, Kyrgios or something. I don't know who these people are. I, got, I have no you idea. City Pass? Who? City Pass. No, you no, know no, I had that yeah. with ketchup. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. Didn't I have that on my Euro the other day? <laughs> I get, there's no chance. Dale Monfields, you know? The, no Monfield, chance. No, no, no. no. Okay. And outside of Serena? You know, I, you know Andy Murray. Okay, Andy yeah. Murray, that's true. Andy Murray is hanging on. He's the guy with yeah. his hands on the on yeah. the ledge, and the guy stepped, Martin Landau, North by Northwest, right. stepping on Cary Grant's fingers. On, the, on the Mount Rushmore, right? On Mount Rushmore, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Well, Andy Murray feels like he's as old as me. I didn't know he was still playing. Tennis. Andy Murray looks as old as us. And besides Serena, I don't know if I could name uh, many women's players. I, I do. Well, you got Coco. I don't... Coco Goff. Oh, Coco. Okay, yes. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, Coco Goff, Serena. I don't know anybody. I don't watch. Well, I, mean, I never really watch tennis, but uh, I'll name the senior tour if you'd like. But Mike's right. Like there was a time, even though I didn't oh, watch everybody. it as a kid, you knew everybody. Everybody. Uh, I mean, uh, that was it. From Connors to Borg uh, to you know to, to Martina Stanton, to Chris Everett. Martina, I mean, everybody. You knew them all. Jennifer Steph- Capriati. Steph- you knew Graff. about her private life. You knew everything. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah, that's pretty yeah. crazy. Different, different times. All right. So White Sox and Tigers will play game two tonight. We'll jump in there. I mean, they're they're driving me crazy, oh, Mike, and God. you know it. You feel the pain with me. Well, I um, have Detroit I, on the under. 
And they've won four in a well, row, yeah, and the no, Sox get they, beat they, last night. They've won five in a row now, Detroit, yeah, right? My, my, yeah, my bad. Yeah. Absolutely. Mike, I mean, just when every time we think, like, okay, mm-hmm. the Sox, something good happened. Like, this is the moment, the game that's going to get them going. Then they go out. They don't score a run until the ninth. They lose 2-1 to a bad Tigers team. You're an undisciplined I, baseball team. Oh, you said it. 100%. Can I ask you a question? Can I get petty? Because that's what I'm famous for. Mike gets petty every so often. You know what I mean? Can I get petty? Uniform. Yes. Why is Eloy Jimenez wearing a red belt and everybody else wears a blue belt? Why? Well, that's his thing. He's got the red batting gloves and the red belt. Okay. But but the New York Yankees, I turned them on last night, right? They're all, they're, they're, their uniforms are buttoned all the way to the top. They're all solid. They're clean. They're not Mankata with the button a button open all the way half down the shirt with ten chains. If my body looked like Mankata's, I'd have it unbuttoned down to my belly I understand button. Too, that. I yeah, but you know right. what? The gold chain thing, it's an epidemic in baseball. Everybody's wearing it. I see Josh Harrison wearing one yesterday. It's going down, you know, to his to his midsection. I don't I you know, I just I just see the I don't see a uniform baseball team. Mankata the other night wears gold spikes. You know? I mean, uniform means uniform, doesn't it? I'm I mean, I know the it's league. Batting. Yeah, usually when it comes to batting gloves, I don't think it matters. But the no. league normally does require, I thought, belts. If to I be saw the same. a Yankee, I watched the Yankees last night. They won against Boston again without Rizzo Boston. and without Judge in the lineup. Absolutely, Boston loses everybody's uniform. The only thing they're hypocrites too, though, because you know what bothers me, Patty again. You know, they've been telling people to get haircuts and everything else, and I admire that because they're the one uniform team in all baseball. I look at them, and you admire them. they got a great team, right? But as soon as Nike wants that logo on the front of their uniform, they put it there. Sure. And I would prefer, it doesn't bother me, but the Yankees, I'd like to see that Nike logo on the back part, the neck, or, or something like that. That's a classic uniform, and me and B were watching last night. I go, look at that. That Nike thing sticks up, but they got such a great deal with Nike. You gotta, they gotta go buy it. In the but grand scheme, though, it it is. It's, it's petty. It is, and it's just it's not indicative of what this team's real issue is. It, it, no, it's, you know, and and well, I who's actually, the heading coach? Frank Medicino. Because I remember Greg Walker used to get yeah, I know. Uh, just beat like a a, a, a pinata every single day yeah. if the White Sox didn't hit. I know. And this guy here. I mean, has anybody had him on? Has anybody talked to him about his philosophy? I keep hearing it's not about the launch angle. And I was all for that. I wanted to see them start hitting doubles. and But you know what? They're not hitting homers no, at all. They're just, they haven't slugged much. You're right. They just haven't. Um, every time... Like, I look at tonight, okay? Tonight, yep. it's Giolito, who Jim Lucas has 4. been... 4.90, was but, that what we were hoping for? No, but in, but he's been much better his last Buck. two times out. And Dylan Cease was good yesterday. He was terrific. I have no problem with Ethan Katz. It's not, I'm not against every coach, okay? But I just see if somebody's not performing as a crew... Well, when the whole unit struggles, That's yeah. right. Yeah. Now, Josh Harrison's picked it up he's a little bit. He's been great bit. lately. Yeah, and I always liked him. I liked the pickup. But there's just a, no, a lot of other guys that aren't producing. Tonight, they aren't. Tonight, I look at it. Giolito is a minus 180 favorite against Terry Skubal, who has an, an ERA and five career starts of nearly seven against the and White Sox. And the White Sox are like 200. And we know how great the White Sox do normally against left-handed pitching. Of course. That's why they're minus 180 tonight. And yep. I like... As you handicap it, I go, man, the Sox seem like a good bet tonight. But if you've been betting the White Sox at home, you're killed, you're killed Mike. You're burning money. They're 17 and 24 straight up at home. They're even worse on the run line, 12 and 29, worst 
run line record in baseball, 12 and 29 on the south side on the run line. So even if you want to try to get plus money, plus 120 on the run line at minus run and a half, I can't. No, I, the handicap seems to say White Sox, but I can't in good conscience give it out to you anybody. You can't. I, I already look. You know me. I was up at at a quarter to four this morning starting to handicap. You know, and last week what a great show we had. I only listened four times. And folks, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I, I on the bonus play, I followed Joey Chestnut. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, last week. Okay. He was a great guest, no doubt. I love following him. But I'm the one that won the money for you, unless you bet Joey on the under, okay? So that was about as good a back, back to back as you can have. But here's what I'm going to tell everybody. Even Joey Chestnut knows when not to bite in to that last hot dog. He had 64 hot dogs eaten. He, if people wanted him to get to the 74, it wasn't going to happen. Crazy. He looked absolutely deplorable. I've never bet in the White Sox and given somebody else 180. You can't right now. I'm not no, doing you it. You just can't at home. Maybe not. on the road, different story, but they've been bad at home. Feels like they bounced back tonight with Giolito on the hill against a guy that they've hit pretty hard, but I just can't do it. I'm with Mike on that. Cubs lost last night to the Dodgers. Oh. Mookie Betts hit a couple of home runs. He's about a three and a half. Uh, he's about plus three and 50, give or take, to hit another one. Tonight, it'll be Tyler Anderson versus mm-hmm. Keegan Thompson. Anderson is 6-0 and at home with a whip below one. He, he's kind of been a journeyman and has bounced around the last couple years, but he's been a revelation for the Dodgers this year. He had that long stretch of innings where he didn't give up an earned run. He's a minus 220 favorite tonight. Any mm-hmm. value on the Cubs? Thompson's yes. their best pitcher, plus 180 tonight. Yes. I mean, you get a plus 180, you got to take some couch change. And you know what? The Cubs are in every game. And Ross has managed tremendously the last, uh, I think, month. You know, They're playing I, better I, lately. Yeah. They've won four series in a row. Yep. They've beaten St. Louis. They've beaten Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. You know, tonight, I think they're playing fundamentally good baseball. I, I'm a guy that loves Tampa Bay. They're on a roll again. I'm looking at this Cub team in two years. Because you know what I like about this Cub team? Maybe they'll be like a Tampa Bay team. Maybe that's what Hoyer's looking at. Maybe Ross has finally uh, gotten his sea legs. Because no one guy is dependent on. Just like with Tampa Bay. One night it's Kiermaier. The next night, it's Diaz. Oh, yeah. They're playing good, and I'm starting to know all their names now. And the same thing with the Cubs. They're in every game. I mean, they played the Dodgers. Okay, they got beat. The Dodgers are a juggernaut. You know, look what they're doing now. Uh but but the five, a five three game maybe just maybe tonight Thompson I like Steele I like some of the young pitchers I just think they're a couple years away Carm yep all right when we come back our buddy Luke Pergandy is going to join us we'll talk about the hot tickets at Prop Swap we got a few more baseball games we want to talk about we'll give you our best plays and it's July we're just a few weeks away from the opening of NFL mm-hmm. training camps. And Mike and I will spend a little time talking about where the money's gone this offseason on some of the futures totals in the National Football League. So we got a lot to do. We are having fun. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike Norris on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. We're streaming on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Every week, it's Mike, it's Carmen. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Follow us on Twitter. Mike's at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. Best plays a little bit later on. Mike's uh, 6-0, and everybody, in the last two weeks. Hope Ooh. you're paying attention. So Ooh. stay tuned for that. It's time to say uh, hi to one of our favorite guys. He joins us each and every week. He is one of the founding members 
of the outstanding PropSwap app and PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells its sports wagers. Say hello to Luke Pergani. Luke, I didn't know Schwarber was Schwarber. What's up, guys? I got me, Mike. Luke, uh, listen. I've been saying it for like a year and a half as a diehard White Sox fan. I wish the White Sox would not only kick the tires on Kyle Schwarber. I kept saying uh, he seems to be a perfect fit. They're very right-handed. They need some left-handed power. Kyle Schwarber has 27 home runs. Now, he's never hit more than 38, but it just feels like this guy is having one of those years. And he's all the way down. What were you saying? He's down to like three, four to one behind like Judge. Mm -hmm. And Alvarez to, to, yeah, to be just judged. Wow. Just judged to be the home run leader in major league baseball this year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he's down to three to one. Oh. Uh, Aaron, Aaron judge is around plus plus one fifty. Um, and you know, the, the argument was a couple of weeks ago. Well, Bryce Harper went down. He might not, Schorber not going to have as much protection in the lineup. They're going to have mm-hmm. to, you know, they're, they're going to not, they're going to can't go around him. Right. Um, so I, that was wrong. <laughs> he's, he's down to three to one. You could have got him on props off at 20 to one a week ago, Kyle Schwarber. He, we now still have this monster ticket. He, you can get him on props off. It'll cost you 1500 bucks. It ain't cheap, but it is odds of six to one. Wow. So you're getting almost twice the value than you would if you bet him at a sports book. Um, and he looks like he is mashing this ball. So, um, you know, we'll see. And, then, you know, when Bryce Harper comes back, it's like throw that argument away. It hasn't really been announced for how long he's going to be out, but um, probably another month, I would guess. Yeah, probably. For as great as Judge has been, like Shohei, Jordan Alvarez, I mean, it might be a three-horse race between those three guys. I mean, my advice would be, to people look for some Shohei and Jordan Alvarez tickets? Like, if Judge hits 65 home runs, look, he plays for the Yankees, he, he's going to win the MVP. Even award. if he hits over 55. He might, Mike. Like and you might be right, Mike. But, I'm yeah. ju- but like, Shohei and Jordan Alvarez are have been so good that, mm-hmm. I don't know, I mean, they're like, you're, you're getting plus money there. You're not getting plus money on Judge at this point to be the MVP. Like, could that, re- everybody thinks it's a slam dunk. I don't know that it's such a slam dunk that Judge is the MVP, Luke. Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, what, Shohei Otani is stealing bases. He's having multiple RBI games, and he's like striking out double digits. Crazy. What, we've never seen we've never seen a baseball player like that. I certainly have in my thirty three years on Earth live. Um, I mean, he's just this is one of the most talented athletes in the world. Yeah, well, you know, they're talking about maybe, and we've heard this in the NBA, Shohei fatigue. Right, yeah, craziness. Uh, that's what we're hearing. First of all, let me just state this. I was absolutely wrong about Kyle Swarber because, you know, I like to say when I'm right, but I was wrong about him. Nobody saw this. In fact, you know, I can't believe he's not on the Yankees with Rizzo. <laughs> I mean, my God, Rizzo, yeah, I mean, he hits sure. a fly ball, goes out of the ball. I, I know, in that park, really. I mean, a, a, a mid-level fly ball at Wrigley Field, okay, is, is out of the park. That's if you pull it down the line, yeah. it's unbelievable good scouting. I want to ask you about the NBA right now and, and the Kyrie and mm. Durant type of situation. We're hearing now that uh, they're asking, you know, the Minnesota Timberwolves for Edwards and, and other people. People, uh, Carl Anthony Towns for Durant. They're overpricing this guy as far as a 15-year type of veteran. What's your take on that? What's going on for for prop bets in the future as far as that's concerned, Luke? Yeah, I mean, Celtics continue to be one of the favorites going into the next season. They're single digits. 
Um, Nets odds, of course, going the wrong way. Nets are like forty to one now. Um, they they're looking like they're going to be left for dust. So we'll see what they do this offseason. Phoenix looks great. Phoenix is around single digits too, and of course, Golden State also single digits. Um, but yeah, I mean the free, the NBA isn't free that's a good frenzy. buy. Excuse me, Luke. What's isn't that? the Nets a good buy at forty to one because the Durant thing? Like if he stays, it could turn around. Yeah, and he could yeah. stay. Like what if Durant and I and Kyrie are both still and there? And Simmons decides, that's you know, sure. to play. That's interesting. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. That that's a fair point. That this is not a done deal. That Durant is leaving yeah, Brooklyn. That's exactly. that's totally fair. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're right. Grab it. Grab it while you can. Um. It's it's just it's amazing. You know, this is the only sport where these single player deals impact yeah. the odds so much. Like, oh, yeah. yes, maybe we'll say like Tom Brady and like yeah. Aaron Rodgers. It's a couple guys in the NFL that impact odds like this that are like generational quarterbacks. But yeah. outside of that, the NBA, like this free agent frenzy just moves the odds so much without any basketball getting played. It's it's crazy. And you can take advantage of it if you have the hunch that a player is going to go somewhere. Yeah. All right, British Open next week. Back at St. Andrews, Tigers playing. A lot of uh, golf tickets up? Yeah, a lot of golf tickets up. Certainly we'll get tons more. Usually the focus kind of starts to dial in on the Monday mm-hmm. of the tournament. So Monday, Tuesday is when you'll start to see a bunch of tickets getting posted. Um, you know, people are asking me, like, what what is the impact on the tour of Live? Like, I honestly think that betting will just grow overall. Agreed. Um, I just think it's it's – adding some attention to the sport. It's adding some, um, you know, it's kind of, it can be a sleepy sport sometimes, you know, and, and I think this is adding some, um, some aggressiveness to it. It's adding some, you know, controversy. I think it's going to be great. I think they had a better on, field than the John Deere. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah, they had a better field than the John Deere. Absolutely. Yeah. By a mile, yeah. by a mile. Yeah, there's no – yeah, I think it's good good and, for the sport. And the payouts. Like, Yurko was talking about it on our show earlier in the week. If you look at the – so the winner of the John Deere made, like, what, 1-4? The winner of the Live Tournament made $4 million. I mean, <laughs> like – and go all the way down the yeah. list. Everybody on yeah, the Live Tour made it. It's not even close. But the PGA no, com- has jacked up. Is, yeah, competition is a good thing. I'm, I'm all for it. I, I mean, the PGA Tour got a little sleepy, and, uh, yeah, I, I think it's great. Luke, have a great weekend, buddy, and uh, we'll talk British Open and lots of other fun stuff uh, when we catch up again next Friday. Okay, sounds good, guys. Have a good weekend. Cross swaps the best. It's our guy. Yeah, that's our guy, Luke. You know what? The PGA, though, all of a sudden now is raising all the prize money in their pertinent tournaments now. Um, they so, have to. <laughs> yeah, they're, they they they've added. They're going to add more money to the, to their pertinent tournaments. They announced it uh, last week. So yeah, I mean, but you know, we're not finding out what's happening to the fortieth guy. You know, the guys that the automatic cut guys, what are they getting paid at the live tour? We're hearing about the winners. Well, there is know? no cut. They all make it right. and they all collect a check. That's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I think last place gets like 180000 Yes. Something like that. Like, yeah, for, you got to take a last. look at it. Yeah, and like Carmen was right a couple weeks ago. I mean, it would be, and I brought it up, it would be like the uh, AFL players back in the day being allowed to play some games in the NFL. The PGA is going to have to, uh, and Rory sounded the blow again this week. You guys, you know what, you want to play in the live tour, fine. But don't come over by us. You know, so that there's, there's a war going on which makes, like Luke said, everything more interesting. Yeah. Mike brought up a good point, by the way, when we were talking to Luke about, like, the you'll never hear Mike and I talk too much about, especially Mike, about the Nets championship odds. But you got to like, take it. If, you know, just to, not even looking to win it, just to potentially have a ticket that's valuable that you could sell. 
right? Like, what if Durant's if you're looking at the odds that Vegas is posting right now on which team Kevin Durant plays for next year, the Nets are the second choice at two and a half to one. Phoenix is plus 110. People still think some sort of, I guess, Aiton Durant thing might happen, but the Nets are the second choice. Like, if he's there, I. I what Mike, happens if Irving gets his head screwed on uh, right? You're right. What happens if Durant has a talk with him? Now, they're supposedly not even on. Forget about the same page. They're not in the same book right now. Uh, but what happens if this stuff turns around? What happens, for, for instance, if Kyrie. Uh, ends up getting traded for Westbrook or something. Uh, we don't know this stuff. You so, know, people are talking all Lakers when the Nets are there for you at forty to one, and Durant's still their property. I think it's an, it's a good point you make just to have a ticket to potentially sell. Now, points uh, yep. points bet the, the book I use does not have uh, the prop hanging right now for the NBA, but I'm looking here. Uh, BetMGM has it at, they've got the Nets at 25 to 1. Yeah. DraftKings has them at 28 to 1. FanDuel's got them at 27 to 1. So there are some prices. And look out at there. their roster if they all had their heads screwed on, yeah. right? They'd be it's, favored it's by like 5 to 1. Well, look at like all through last year, right? Right. I mean, they were never exactly. worse than 5 to 1. I mean, exactly. so it's, it's interesting. All right, when we come back, let's sprinkle in a little NFL. Before you know it, teams are going to be going to camp. Talk about some more baseball games, and we'll get ponies from Jim Miller. So don't go anywhere. Still a lot to do. We are cruising along, having a great time with you. It's Mike and Carmen. We are the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco. The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. Well, Mike, it's about that time. I can't believe it. It's like it's good and bad because we love football and we love the NFL so much, but it does signify just how quickly the summer flies by and how short-lived it is for us here in Chicago. I mean, we're already post-4th of July, and I'm starting NFL prep. I just ordered Warren Sharp's book. I get excited for that book each and every year because he does a great comprehensive... What's that like, Carm, to get excited about a book? I, about a book about football. Mike, about, I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, we're, we're, you know, who knows? I, I don't get excited about many books. I, I was a magazine guy. I think that's what you mean. You're not getting the hardcover well, book. Well, right. And now they, Mike, now they just send it to you in a PDF on the, on your email. You know what? <laughs> exactly. So, oh, you, so you just read it on your computer. Listen, I bought, I used to buy all the magazines back in the day and go home with them. I, you know, the history book had dust on it. Right. Uh, but Street and Smith was was a friend. Street Smith. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I mean, I'm just being honest with everybody. I ended up making my bones because I studied the right thing. Yeah, that's it. Um, Warren does such a good job, he and his team, of, like, giving you a yeah. recap of the previous season. There's just so much data. They com- they collect all, like, everything that happened in the, in the draft, everything that happened in free agency. It's... Uh, he's very analytic, obviously, and he's a very successful gambler, but it's just such a great resource to get ready for the NFL season. And you know what? It. We're always congenial until football uh, season starts and everybody gets really rolling. <laughs> That's true. There's no doubt about it. Um, I mean, because we believe so much in what we do. We win, folks. That's what we oh, do. Yeah. And, and, and we know this. Every year, 
Every year there's a team that was in last place last year oh, yeah. in first place uh, this year. All the time. Mark. Now who's that team? Who's the team? That's the thing we got to look for. It's uh so I you know I'm starting to do some work on the NFL. Yeah. I just I was I was perusing the internet this week collecting some stuff and I found mm-hmm. some interesting stuff for the show. Um, I don't know if people will be surprised with this by not. Maybe not, but uh, first of all, it's no surprise that the Bills are getting the most Super Bowl bets. I think everybody likes the Bills. They've got the most bets in the futures market at BetMGM right now. But Bills are really not the uh, the. Team. I don't see it. Boy, I tell you, I think they're, they're on hung- the one guy. I get it. He's great. I think they're hungry after the way last year ended. You know, and that hunger sometimes can carry you. I think they're awfully good. I do too. I'm not. I'm not uh, begrudging them, but everybody liking them like. Like the AFC doesn't have other teams. Well, the AFC's loaded. I mean, come on! But I don't think it's a surprise that they're getting a lot of action. They're also I get it. they're also like six to one, so the books aren't all that worried. No. the 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 worst outcome I read here from BetMGM would be a Broncos championship. The biggest liability in the Super Bowl market at MGM right now is Denver. Uh, 16 to one, getting lots of attention. They were higher than that recently. They've been lowering the odds on the Broncos in Vegas because they're getting a lot of action. Russell Wilson, because of Russell Wilson. That's right, and that talent. He's a yeah. great player. Uh, among and all, good D and a good D. You're right. Among all Super Bowl bets for the upcoming season at MGM, the Bills account for 12 percent of the tickets, 17 percent of the money. The Broncos have the second most tickets at about 11 percent, and then Tampa, the third most tickets at about 8 percent of the action that they're getting right well, now. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm looking at at, at all the totals and stuff like that. It's going to be fun for us getting ready for the season. Carm here on the Odds Couple. Soon we'll be on on Fridays and Saturdays during football season. It will be a lot of fun. We're going. Me and Randy discussed the college thing. We could, we got to oh have a full God. show. Right. We got to have a full show for that. And by the way, Randy last week and he, uh, I agree with them. He did say, you know, talking about the Bears. I said, you know, I might lean towards the over right now, six and a half. Maybe Justin Fields surprises us. But Randy did say this, Carmen. I agree with him that uh, he's never seen a guy that hasn't done a whole lot get so much praise than Justin Fields. Yeah. So now, well, that's because we're just trying to hope for anything. I uh, it's called yeah. And so a lot of times it's called boss hope. But I'm looking at the Steve going over and I'm looking at the the Bears going over because everybody I've talked to, not forget about the Steelers, everybody I've talked to seems to think the Bears are going to be under. Now sometimes when you have over everybody. under six and a half, you're right, the team will win four or five games. I'm not sure about anything with them. I do know this. Uh, the front office is having problems right now. We got uh, we got a convict wing now. We three, got three, ad- three arrests? Three yeah. arrests already. And this reminds me of back... Uh, I think it was before Fox, but we were having some trouble uh, even back in the day with some football players, you know, and uh, getting in trouble. And uh, it's just that's just a disturbing trend right now. And, and and are they doing enough of a background check? From what I hear, this guy didn't have any charges before, but it's just bad luck then. But, man, they're picking the wrong people. Uh, to your point, most of the people do think the Bears are going to be an under team. I yes. Was- I was reading at the Action Network this week that the Bears under has been one of the most popular ninety-some percent win totals of the summer. Yep, at Caesars, listen to this. Mm-hmm. At Caesars, there are there's eighteen times more under money than over money on the Bears. DraftKings under six and a half moved from minus one twenty juice to minus one twenty-five juice about a week ago. So the Bears under at six and a half is getting pounded. Could if anything, this be a little kid. contrarian, yeah. Could this kid come and do some special things yeah. 
But you see, we have the defense we don't know about. We lost some pieces there. Nobody's talking about, you know, Khalil Mack and some of the other players that we lost. I, th- I heard a statement the other day. I'm not too far away from saying the same thing. Roquan Smith, one of the best middle linebackers in the game or linebackers in the game. Maybe uh, does does our does our safety f- f- decide to play winning football again, Eddie Jackson? I mean, there's a lot of things that come to play. I think turnovers. When we win the turnover battle as a football team each year, the Bears are good. We go back to Peanut sure. Tillman with yeah. that. Yep. Are we going to get turnovers on defense? Are we going to have a short field? Are we going to help Justin Field achieve? That's what we got to look at. They, you know, hopefully Eberflus is the kind of de- defensive coach that can get that out of them again the way Lovey did. Let you know, me ask you a question about Eberflus. Isn't your la- my last remembrance of him is sort of like Nagy when he coached uh, I called the plays and they lost a playoff game. Eberflus got beat by Jacksonville well, when they needed they, to win that game. Jacksonville went up and down the field. Does that remember? bother you at all? Uh, I know it's a new it's, team. Yeah, and it's a new team. It's one game. It's one, you know. I But not, it was a big game. It was. They, there's no doubt. That, I mean, that one hurt. It rolls around in the back of your head. And I then we hire right. the man, and I'm not saying nothing against him, but we're off to a shaky start with, yeah. like I said, the roster time. So it's going to be interesting. I think, I like I said to Randy last week, uh, I think the, the, uh, all the attention is going to be on Trubisky yeah. and Fields. Yeah. Well, while the Bears' under has been pounded, one of the more popular overs, especially mm-hmm. since the schedule release, has been the Eagles. It moved the full win because of their schedule. The Eagles moved from 8.5 to 9.5. They've got the second easiest schedule per the projections, and Philly plays only one short week. Uh, on one short week after November 3rd, how about that? Four of their last seven are at home, but those three road games are consecutive, which is always tough late in the season. They have three straight road games. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, Bears, I think the Eagles come here too. I hope I have that right. But the Eagles have been one of the most popular over teams, moving it all the way from eight and a half to nine and a half. You know what? I never gave schedules any thought until I bet the over-unders on baseball this year. Is that right? Yeah, I never gave, you know, I, you look, I never looked ahead. You know, who we playing in, you know, in July for baseball, or who we going right. to be playing in week 10 in the NFL until I started betting these totals, right? And now I find out that Boston, who has been losing of late, now has a toughest schedule in all of baseball for the rest of the season. Oof. And yeah, exactly. And they lost to the Yankees yesterday. And then I found out, just as baseball compared to football, that the White Sox have the second easiest schedule in the second half. Mm. So. These are things, you know, when you think, well, schedules don't mean much, listen to Carmen. Because you know what? I don't see Philly. I don't know. Am I spo- are you all that impressed with Philadelphia? Not, Seriously. Not, not a are ton. Are you? I'm not. No, I, I'm not a ton. No, I'm not. And by the way, folks, Bear fans, one of the top three easiest schedules in football. So keep that yeah, in mind. That's true. When you're looking at that six and a half under, maybe. Maybe they go 7-10. Maybe they get, get to eight wins. Maybe this season turns into not a great season, but yeah. something that would give you hope. I do like the A.J. Brown edition for the Eagles. I will say that. Like, it yes. could help. They, like, their offense should be dynamic with Smith and Brown. I mean, I will say that. But what I, is the biggest question about that Well, offense? I think it's still the quarterback. Absolutely. Right? Like, are we totally convinced? There you go. No, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I think Are you? No. Hey, speaking of the Sox, so you said uh, White Sox, that is uh, one of the second, easiest schedules. One second of the half. second or third easiest schedules in the second half. Okay, so AL Central updated as Mike and I record this Friday morning. Twins minus 120 to win the division. White Sox were now, f- what, six out? 
Twins did not play last night, so the Sox lost a half game. That, what, that game the Sox won the other day was huge. 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 I wish they would just finally build on that. But Two-game swing. Twins are, yeah, exactly. Twins are minus 120, Sox are plus 160. I already have a White Sox, like, minus 110 future bet to win the division. Do I do I load up now that they're plus 160, or do I leave it alone? I mean, are they going to win this division or not? They could still win the division. Uh, last week I said they couldn't. But I think this is one of those deals where I started looking. I mean, and last week I like Cleveland, and they're, they and then they go and they they get beat every night now mm. uh, because Ramirez can't do it alone. Uh, if you can get runs off Bieber after that, you're just taking your chances. Yes, the the Sox do, but Minnesota looks pretty good, Carm. Man, they they, they look like the team that was – see the Sox look like uh, Minnesota last year. Yeah, Minnesota couldn't get anything right. Sox don't seem to get anything right, so. Right now, I mean, we're still not out. I mean, we're five, six games back, but it could have. That game, if we end up winning it, we'll remember yeah, that, that game, game. We'll remember that game, 100%. I yep. said that yesterday. I totally agree. Red Sox-Yankees play game two tonight. Ooh. We told you Yanks won last night without Judge or without Rizzo in the lineup. Both might be in the lineup tonight. I think Judge certainly will be. Rizzo might not be if he is. I always like looking at guys like Rizzo in that stadium, um, whether mm-hmm. he's at home or he's, uh, you know, can wrap it around pesky pole. Um, I, I like lefties to maybe hit a home run in that stadium. Yankees are minus 155 tonight. I'm happy for Rizzo. He had a lot of pressure on him. Mm. And he goes to New York and he and he answers it. I know his batting averages isn't where he's Oh, he but he's be. been pretty good. He's yeah. been pretty damn good. They're pretty 60 good. and 23. They're on a pace to break Seattle's record. Yeah, I think they are. I think they're on. Yeah, yeah. It's just I think that you're right about that. I don't thing. think Seattle's record was this good at this point. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I was looking. Um, on Baseball Reference earlier this morning, trying to figure out if how many... If they don't many... win it all, Boone should be fired. <laughs> right. I'm I was serious. looking to see how many teams in, in you know their first 83 games ever had 60 wins. And unless I filtered it wrong somehow in the stat machine mm-hmm. on uh, Baseball Reference, I, I, didn't, I couldn't find an NL yeah. or AL team going back to 1900 <laughs> that won 60 games in its first 83. I thought maybe the 84 Tigers, but they had won 57 so they were close. I was trying to think of something like that. How about 1899? Did you see anything there? <laughs> I didn't. It doesn't. It didn't. No, you know what the guy back. said? It only went back to 1900. The guy's lantern blew out. He says, I can't see nothing. Exactly. Forget exactly. about it. I'll start keeping records the next year. wrong, right. Imagine keeping records in 1900. I know. It's crazy, right? The, huh? The research tool is pretty Unbelievable. Powerful, but, but you know I, what? I couldn't find a team, Mike, that had this many wins through 83 games in, in no. M- an AL or NL history. And I, I and and Judge, let's say Otani's special, no doubt about it. But oh. Judge isn't just hitting home runs, folks. He's playing the field. He's, doing He's hitting yeah. for a time. I mean, I always notice while you know, uh, I don't know how good Bichette is in the field. Okay, he's a pretty but, good athlete. He's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Timmy Anderson, they're they're framing the All Star vote by Timmy, and, and he deserves as far as the way he hits. Uh, but they never put the fielding stats up. Yeah. Uh, not for and, the All Star game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You're right about that. Never. Defense out the window. Yeah. Only Brooks Robinson. Absolutely, that's right. Just Bro- Ozzy and Brooks. That's Robinson, it. <laughs> Santo, and Ozzy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's it. Oh, after those three, forget about those it. three. And after that, it's all the uh, Mantle and all these other guys. I all the it. hitters. I love it. When yep. we come back, we'll get some ponies from our guy Jim Miller. We'll give you best plays before we got uh, before we get out of here. So stick with us. We're cruising along. It's Carmen and Mike. We're the couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to the Odds Couple. 
ESPN 1000 and now on Digital FM at 100.3 HD2. Entering the home stretch on this Friday. We are the Odds Couple. It's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North every week for you on the ESPN Chicago app. You get the encore replay Saturday morning, 8 to 9 on ESPN 1000. And it's that time to get some ponies with one of the best handicappers in the business. He's the expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Hawthorne Jim and on Instagram, the one and only Jim Miller. Jimmy's hot fire! What's up, Jimmy? Boys, it was another good week last oh. week. Two wins in a second, so we're keeping things rolling. I got to keep up with you two because you guys have been rolling too again. Listen, we're trying. Mike is six and zero in the last couple of weeks. How Crazy. about this guy? He's gone five and one. So we've been dominating, dominating. horse racing and sports. Baby. How, how uh, the track conversion has happened? Up and running with yep. the harness meet for the summer, right, Jim? Yeah, and we're on to our normal schedule now, racing every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. So that goes through the summer all the way until the second week of September, and then we transition back to thoroughbreds. But it has. It's been really good racing. The fields are getting a lot bigger, and it provides more value, and that's what we're looking for, too. Jimmy, i got to ask you, when you see a horse that runs as – when you first start training a horse, okay, yep. to start the season, is it gradual – do you go like a couple weeks, just like they do with human beings and in spring training, just bring them along? Or how many days does it take or weeks before the horse can get the optimum speed and effort? You know what? It's amazing to think because there's so many different training tendencies, but I've always liked those trainers that really take their time getting these horses to the races. And when I mentioned that, it's talking about on the thoroughbred end of things, for example, they're getting a couple three-eighths of a mile works, then a couple half miles, then five-eighths, then three-quarters, and just work gradually. And this is like about a week apart between each and every work. So those guys that, say, take 8, 10, 12 weeks to get a horse to the races, you know that they're fit. On the harness end of things, it's a little bit different because we don't have workouts, but we have what are called qualifiers. I like seeing those horses that may have two, three, or four qualifiers because, again, it's an education, getting behind the starting gate racing behind racehorses and learning something each and every time out. So that's what I look to, to a horse that's especially a younger horse, multiple qualifying races, something where they're just learning each and every time out. And I think that gives them a little bit of an edge in their first parimutuel race. Uh, Jimmy, we've talked about it many times. You guys are the only track that still does a conversion, but there's a lot of thoroughbred racing going on. And when people come out to the track, uh, you could either do it right at Hawthorne or you could do it on the Club Hawthorne app. I mean, you could bet the tracks all over the country. What's the summer like, uh, you know, like a, a place like Saratoga that has a very yep. small meet, uh, but it's a very uh, prestigious course in New York with a rich history. They, they get a lot of good races. Is there other good thoroughbred racing that is going on around the country that people can still bet at the track? Well, and yeah, and it's amazing because the two marquee meets in the summer, you mentioned one, Saratoga. The other's Del Mar out on the West Coast, and they, they're very similar meets. They're short meets. They're full of stakes races. For example, Saratoga, every day of the meet, they have a stakes race. So wow. it's not just on Saturday features. It's all the time. But the purses are huge. The best racehorses in the country converge on these meets. And like you mentioned, you can wager it on the Club Hawthorne app. So that's one of the nice things, too. You can focus from West Coast to East Coast, see incredible racing. And even this weekend, I'm looking out of town, actually, for a couple of races just because there's such good racing going on. All right, great. So what are we betting this weekend? Let's make some money. Uh, all right, all across the board here again, we're going to start out at Belmont Park on Saturday, race nine. This is the Belmont Derby on the turf. The nine horse, Tis the Bomb, finished ninth in the Kentucky oh, Derby. Yeah. This is the first start back for this horse. This horse is bred to handle the turf, gets a ton of pace to run at, and should be really tough. Then go over to Indiana Grand, race 12. This is the Indiana Derby. 
Let the six horse rattle and roll across the board. This is a horse that's very consistent, and this is a horse that should get a good stalking trip. And then, of course, we have to have a Hawthorne horse. Race six at Hawthorne, the two, marvelous mystery. This is one of those youngsters I talked about, guys, that's taking their time to get to the races. Really impressive in that first start last week and should repeat that performance again Saturday night. All right, so three horses, three different tracks. We are going to bet all of these across the board to make a win, place, and show bet, everybody. Belmont Park, uh, the Belmont Derby, tomorrow, race nine. We're going to go nine horse, tis the bomb, who ran in the Derby across the board at Indiana Grand on Saturday, the 12th race, the six horse across the board, and then at Hawthorne, race six, the two horses. Is that right, Jimmy? That's right. We'll make money and build the bankroll and get ready for a little bit of MLB Home Run Derby action. Love it. Sounds good, pal. We'll talk to you next week. You got it. Good luck. Jimmy! Our guy, Jim Miller. He's red hot, just like Uh, Mike. A couple quick things, Carm. Yeah, go ahead, bud. Uh, I finally like a Blackhawk to bring it. (laughs) And they trade him. And they they trade him. I'm the kiss of death. That that hurt. Um, But I just want everybody to know this. The Blackhawk should not have to be going through this. Uh, this whole thing has been screwed up all along. But I go back uh, to the 60s when they let the most dominant hockey player in the world go to the WHA. The the money-making Wurtzes got just said, go ahead, leave. And uh, I, I've never forgotten that, and this doesn't surprise me, um, to be honest with you. Also, James Kahn. Oh, my goodness, yes. You know, Ray Liotta, and I'd just like to remind everybody, we still don't have the autopsy report, okay, from the Dominican Republic. Still waiting for that. I check on it every day to see if it's out. It isn't. Uh, so I don't know what happened over there, but maybe the family decide we're not going to make it public or what have you. But James Kahn, a shocker. We don't know what did it, but 82. Oh, he's 82. Yeah. yeah, old age. I Well, yeah, but it wasn't like he was... Beating up uh, the guy with the garbage can. He had Baxter. <laughs> My God. He wasn't now, beating up Carlo? <laughs> he wasn't beating up Carlo at 82. We, I understand, we, we talked to him in, uh, briefly. It was kind of a funny exchange because his phone wasn't great. And could He's not a big fan of interviews. He's not. He hates it. I had him on yeah. with Doug Buffon. Yeah. Doug had done Brian's song. They became friends. Oh, and when yeah. me and Doug worked together, he yeah. came on. He was good, but wow. a little uneasy. Well, and you, but he had told us he had recently had back surgery yeah, and he wasn't yeah. feeling well, so who knows? I, yeah, I, sucks, I agree. Though. He's great. So okay, great. so Godfather's an automatic. Yes. He says he shot the Tobu scene. They shot him up with 5,000 of those electrodes on his body. Like those... Um, yeah, the blood the, uh, thing. Yeah, well, they, they have a, t- a term for those. I can't more remember than any More than any other man alive ever. Wow. And it, was, it wasn't it was a pleasant experience, but he knew there were going to be women in on the set at that, uh, that day. Hmm. So he did show up to shoot it. No stunt double or anything like that. Uh, he was great at Santino, but I love him in misery. Yes, incredible. Uh, honeymoon in Vegas. I love it. I love the poker scene. I, I do, too. Uh, I just think that the guy, I mean, uh, from El Dorado with John Wayne, uh, the guy to Elf, uh, he could do comedy. He could do it all. Uh, for, uh, for the boys with Bette Midler. Yeah. About the, uh, he was like a Bob Hope type of guy exactly. that did USO shows. Yep. He's F. And Garden of Stone, if you haven't seen it, Never. about the honored guards that bury the troops. Hmm. And uh, what happens to him and to a young man that he brings along in the army? Uh, a great movie, Garden of Stone, with James Earl Jones and James. Cameron. Oh wow, I never seen that one. Yeah, he was a great actor, great leading man, uh, oh. lots of versatility, lots of great roles, including one of the all-time. He was also memorable. great on the show Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, I, never, I never saw, saw that. Ed Dewine, but I heard he was good. I never. I heard he was good. I never saw it. I've always looked at him as a movie star. Me too. You know, yeah. and. Uh, 
He was he made movies with Streisand. He did did a play with Barbara Streisand. This guy was from the Bronx. And uh, when he got recruited to do El Dorado, they asked him, "Do you know how to ride a horse?" He goes, "Of course I do," which he didn't. <laughs> That's amazing. And well, he ends up, up getting Bronx. in the movie. He, he said he gave himself six months to make it. He Went made... to Hollywood and made it. Amazing. All yep. right, Mikey, what do we got for best plays this weekend? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're on a roll. What do we do now? Okay, what is I going to do for Nightcore? By the way, the bonus pick and the podcast will be up very soon. Randy's mm-hmm. been doing a great job putting that up, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to take the under uh, seven and a half tonight in the uh, New York Met Miami game. Okay, New York Met Miami game. You got Bassett four point zero one. Against Pablo Lopez, two point nine seven. Lopez five and four. Bassett six and five. Uh, seven and a half. More often than not, folks. If you keep track, if you take the over, more often than not, you lose. I'm going to take the under. Try to keep the string going. All right, I'll, I'll take an over seven and a half in the Phillies Cardinals game. And nice. you might go, wait a minute. It's Wheeler versus Wainwright. That's an incredible matchup. But listen. The Cardinals have played to a lot of overs at home. They've got a good offense. Even without Bryce Harper, the Phillies have been scoring some runs lately. Schwarber's been great. Let's hope Schwarber stays hot. Maybe hits a couple more tonight. But the Phillies have played to more overs than any other team in baseball besides the Mets. But I actually will take the over 7.5 in Phillies Cardinals tonight. Okay, and uh, that's a great pick. And I got one here, folks. Now you'll say to yourself, well, you know, Milwaukee uh, playing decent ball, 47-37. to 37, But, you know, the Cubs took care of them. The Pirates at 34-49. and 49. You got Brubaker, 2-7, 4.28 against Ashby, 1-6, 4.60. Yet Milwaukee at home is minus 200. Like, uh, you know, Sandy Koufax is pitching for him. Mm. I'm taking the Milwaukee Brewers. Got it. Uh, couch change if you want, folks. Don't step out too much. I'm going to step out a little bit. If I bet 100, if I bet 200, I got to pay double. If I lose, though, uh, I will re- expect, I will take all responsibility. But I, I like this pick. It's like, you know, Warren Spahn's back with Milwaukee. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you one more, too. Interleague in uh, the Great American Ballpark. Rays, a team that Mike and I like very much. Rays Love at them. the Reds. Shane McClanahan goes to the bump oh, tonight. Oh, he good? He's so good. Good. He's the second choice behind Verlander for American League Cy Young. He's 8-1 with a 126 ERA in his last 11 starts. The Rays are 9-2 straight up in those starts. The Reds have never seen him. Um, the, the the money line's a little rich, so I won't give that out for people because it's nearing $2 at this point. It was 175 earlier this morning. Money keeps coming in on the raise. It's out to minus 180. Let's play the run line. Let's play my, Let's lay minus 105, minus the run and a half. McClanahan and the Rays will get the win by at least uh, two tonight in Cincinnati, and we'll play that game. So I got the chills. That's how good we are now. Before we should commence to do anything else, what about Randy? I'm going to give you a pick for next week in the Open oh, Championship. Oh, yes, Merck. Let's go, we Jordan get two weeks Spieth. 20 to 1. Oh, Merck, I love it. Merck, Merck, now we got to get this one. Nadal, obviously, he was feeling great, you know. Huh. Yeah. But Spieth, I've checked right. with Jordan. He said he's healthy. He's playing right. He's playing right. Now. <laughs> well, and he's playing now. He's right. playing while the Scottish Open. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, All right, Merck. I love it. A future play stuff, for next Merck. week. Randy Merkin, uh, great job as always. Thank you for producing the podcast yep. today. Thanks for listening, and thanks to Luke Pergandy and, of course, Jim Miller. And everybody have a wonderful weekend. And Mikey will do it again next Friday. Okay, bud? So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000.